Major support for Carolina Business Review provided by Grant Thornton. Operating in more than 100 countries, our tax audit and advisory professionals specialize in helping companies unlock their growth potential. Colonial Life, providing benefits to employees to help them protect their family, their finances, and their futures. And Sonoco, a global manufacturer of consumer and industrial packaging products and provider of packaging services with more than 300 operations in 35 countries. Ten years after what has been characterized as the Great Recession, things are pretty good. Even our problems are good problems to have. The economy continues to expand. The stock market is posting record highs. Home prices are higher than they've ever been. Unemployment is as low as it's ever been in many places and et cetera, et cetera. Welcome again to the most widely watched source of Carolina business policy and public affairs. I am Chris William and thank you for supporting this dialogue. Who would have guessed that the Carolinas combined outdoor recreation economy generates, listen to this, over 400,000 jobs, $44 billion in annual consumer spending and almost two and a half billion dollars in annual state and local tax revenue. What is outdoor recreation? How is it defined? Well, maybe closer to home than you think as we find our warm weather activity stride now during this part of the year. In a moment, four experts discuss and debate the state of this very robust industry. Gratefully acknowledging support by Martin Marietta, a leading provider of natural resource-based building materials, providing the foundation upon which our communities improve and grow. Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Visit us at SouthCarolinaBlues.com. The Duke Endowment, a private foundation enriching communities in the Carolinas through higher education, health care, rural churches, and children's services. Bearings, a leading global asset management firm dedicated to meeting the evolving investment and capital needs of its clients. Learn more at bearings.com. On this edition of Carolina Business Review, Todd King from Confluence Outdoors, Thomas Dempsey of Sylvan Sport, Dr. Lee King from Lee's McRae College, and Paul McCormick from the South Carolina Department of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. Hello, welcome to our program. Gentlemen, good to have you here. You know, it's going to be flippant to say that this outdoor recreation business have some pretty big numbers, but these are pretty big numbers, and I'm not, right. I'm not being flippant. Right. Tom, I mean, how do you, are that, and I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, are those bona fide numbers per annum for that kind of business? You know, great, Chris, great question, Chris. Uh, it's an exciting time to be in the outdoor industry and in 2016 I believe the federal government recognized the outdoor industry's economic contribution as part of the GDP for the first time and they validated the industry numbers so we feel pretty good about the accuracy of those numbers I mean nationally it's an 887 billion dollar industry uh, and yeah it's pretty big yeah that's meaningful Todd Lee I think it's incredible. I'm a, I'm a newcomer to North Carolina, and when I have heard and have, and have learned about more about the outdoor economy in North Carolina and the things that are happening, it's really amazing. But I can tell you, I see it every day in the high country of North Carolina where we are at Lee's McRae. The number of visitors that are there year-round for the ski industry in the winter, 
the the hiking and biking and and uh, water sports that happen in the summertime. Uh, there's no doubt when you when you experience it. You and, and, and let me chase something down with that, Lee. Uh, so Lee's McRae, and this is not a it's not an advertisement for the school, but you have the only outdoor recreation management uh, formalized program within the B school. There. Yes, we do. Um, is that because you hope it's going to come, or are you seeing the kind of growth in enrollment that you would expect? Our faculty leaders saw a unique niche there for us to place the, our outdoor recreation program with a business school because we don't want to just train our students to be good outdoors men and women. We want them to be entrepreneurs. We want them to be working in public advocacy roles. So the marriage of, of the outdoor recreation program with the School of Business is unique and it represents sort of who we are as an institution. And I think as you see outdoor recreation programs growing at other colleges and universities in South Carolina, North Carolina, my son's gonna go to another North Carolina school this year to study outdoor recreation. It's indicative of the, the higher education community recognizing the growth of the industry. Uh, let me bring you in on this, Paul, because parks, recreation, tourism, of course, is the is the is the controller of everything around. Well, maybe not, but I know it's always the clearinghouse for tourism and what's going on in South Carolina. Right. And South Carolina, like North Carolina, has been pretty good about figuring out and growing tourism. Mm -hmm. So as outdoor recreation starts to really flesh out some numbers as we talked about, will this end up being, I'm not gonna call it a standalone agency, but to South Carolina, do you have high hopes for where this is headed for the, for the Palmetto State? Well, I do have high hopes for the industry in general. I think in the Palmetto State, we've been in the tourism agency since 1967 and about eight years ago, did an assessment to see if it was the proper fit for us and found that because it is such an economic driver and tourism is such a big business in South Carolina, that parks is a natural fit. I mean, we do, and as we talked about the students coming in, you want people who are business oriented coming mm -hmm. in to work for us because the outdoor industry is private sector, mm -hmm. public sector. It is trying to get customers in to utilize your resources. In, in the private industry, how, how does this kind of wash over you, Todd? Well, I, first, I think if you look at our states together, you go from the mountains to the sea, you have all these incredible environments, mm -hmm. starting from pristine lakes and the mountains and, and the mountains themselves through the, through the middle area of the state and then to the, the ocean. And very few states have that. I mean, we have the highest peak on the East Coast mm -hmm. um, and then we have the, 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 the ocean. And then if you look at how our, or industry plays into that, uh, particularly Confluence Outdoor, we're creating vehicles for people to get out and use those. So we're kind of inextricably tied to that environment. You know, I'm excited about this conversation because bringing education and natural resources and industry together is what makes this such an exciting time to be in the outdoor industry. The state of North Carolina was the fourth state in the nation to create an outdoor industry director position within the Department of Commerce. And uh, we as business need well-educated well people that understand the outdoor industry and the unique needs. And I always say, we as the outdoor industry, the natural resources that our customers enjoy are as important to our industry mm -hmm. as roads and bridges are to the automobile industry. Right. Mm -hmm. so, 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 Tom, let's take that a little bit further. I mean, as you all describe it, as I re read the research it, personally, I got the sense that it's early on that this, it, there's a lot of potential for growth and for the Carolinas to really get their arms around something that, that could be quite the rainmaker, not just for mm -hmm. revenue growth, but for in-migration and finding a new way to answer some of these questions like environmental concerns, transportation concerns, wellness, et cetera, et cetera. It's such an exciting time. So with 
The, with North Carolina's creation of this outdoor industry leadership position, which David Knight is leading, we've combined with the other 13 states now that have this same position, and we developed last summer in, in Asheville what we call the Accords, and those focused on economic development, uh, job training uh, and workforce development, health and wellness, and public land and conservation mm -hmm. and stewardship. So those are kind of the four pillars of, of what the outdoor industry means as it relates to the, the public at large. And what's really cool, in the Carolinas combined, we have a much higher average participation mm -hmm. in outdoor activities mm -hmm. than most other states. So more than 50% of our, our residents in both states participate frequently in outdoor recreation. Do, do, you, do you all feel like, and Paul, I'll look at you, but please jump in here, gentlemen, don't be shy about this. Do you, do you feel like this is the best, the best kept secret in plain view for growth and development? Well, maybe from some people, but the people around this table know it's not. It's always been there. It's always been there. It's just surfacing it now, is. I think. And we've and been doing it for quite a while, but you're yeah. right. And so. they're so inextricably tied to each other, the, the economics of the area. Think of a park traditionally, and 20 years ago, it was easy to make the argument that having property nearby you that was accessible was good for real estate values, was good to draw businesses into town. People knew that. And now with the data that came out in 2016, where 2.2% of the GDP, it shows the economic impact of the outdoor economy on the United it's States. It's actually bigger than pharma, you know, in terms of yeah. national yeah. economic exactly. size. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think to your, to your point about it's, it's always been there, but now people mm -hmm. are sort of having an awakening to, uh, to the participation. It, it's amazing to me when I see the creative outdoor entrepreneurs like each of your companies and how the products that you bring to market and the, the, the creativity that you bring to encouraging others to come out and, and spend time in the outdoors really enforces that health and wellness aspect mm -hmm. and the, the, the cool products. I think, uh, you know, if you look at my backpack, it's full of hammocks and straps and cool cooking equipment and other things. And all of those little gadgets are sort of a magnet for, for many people. Uh, college students especially, mm -hmm. to, uh, to say, I, I want to spend my time doing this, there is, a, uh, there, is a, there is a wellness and a peace and an excitement and an adventure component to, and, to being and, able to And do I this. promise I'm going to give you a chance here. I know, I know you love this industry, and I can see why when you peel it back and look inside. Todd, do you feel like since you've been in the, and it, it, it doesn't completely say it, but the commercial side of, mm -hmm. of developing that business, do you feel like the policy when you talk about Raleigh and Columbia and, the, and those that make public policy, is it, does there need to be some sympathy for lawmakers? Or is this, is this going to, is the industry gonna continue to expand the way it is? And if, and if uh, lawmakers and politicians wanna jump on board, great. And if they don't, it's still a juggernaut. I think it's all about awareness and education. And, you know, obviously the constituents look at their their populace and and they're gonna th that that's what drives it so if you start with the base and then you drive to the the political element of it I, I think the more that we can get the awareness out which is what we're doing here that's gonna drive the end result um, yeah. yeah I think the citizens in the communities certainly in in the small local communities mm -hmm. like we have in Banner Elk the citizens are driving the the political process mm -hmm. I know in in our town there is a uh, there's a strong push for a better connected greenway system so that there is more connectivity and better better routes for biking mm -hmm. many of our students have gotten involved in that as well in advocating to the to the town government the the county governments and I think you're seeing really a um, 
sort of the outgrowth of the natural democratic process yeah. where where people are saying yeah. we want these opportunities in our community. And in rural areas, that, that is the product. The land, the environment mm -hmm. is their product. They don't have industry in there, they don't have tourist attractions, but they have natural resources and some phenomenal natural resources in some very rural areas and that can help drive to build the economy in areas that otherwise are not ha having success being businesses. I think that's the, fl the switch that, that's getting flipped mm -hmm. is, is the, the idea, and Tom and I were talking about this earlier, is that we're, we're in a service industry actually, all of mm -hmm. us. Um, we're creating you know, the places for people to go, the vehicles mm -hmm. to get them there. And, and we're actually, you know, our company is focusing on how do we make it easier for people? How do we, how do we remove barriers? We enable the enjoyment mm -hmm. of the outdoors exactly. is our, is our yeah. mission statement. Yeah. And Outdoor concierge system. You bet. Yeah. And we're taking down the barriers to enjoy that. And then people are becoming enlightened. They, they say, oh, we should try that this weekend. And then they try it and they love it, you know. And then there's so much other stuff that's getting in the way of that, you know, cell phones, computers, video games, all of that, that I think people need the outdoors more yeah. than ever. A digital mm -hmm. detox. Yes. You know, that, that's yeah. interesting. So is this, is the, is the organic nature of this industrial sector, it's just for lack mm -hmm. of discussion on this program, as that continues to grow and expand, um, a natural and maybe an intentional branding process has to come into play. Indeed. So do you let it naturally unfold or do does the state of South Carolina say, we want to really start to compete with those western states like Colorado that have mm -hmm. been able to, to leverage that. How, how does that dialogue happen internally? Well, um, for us, you look at your, for our market, who are our customers and are, are we competing with Midwest? We're really looking for the demographics around South Carolina and North Carolina. That's where most of our business is coming from, their road trips to our states. And we're looking to appeal to them and get into these resources, like you said, through a couple of different ways. One of the things that both of these companies do real well, and they, they serve both ends of clients. They serve the new person just trying to get into the outdoor recreation market, and then the high-end client who's been in it and looking for the high-tech gear and the way to explore even more deeply. And we're trying to appeal, and in state parks, we have some of those resources that can appeal to both of those clients as well. So trying to get the message out to people that come on out, disconnect, we wanna make it easy for you. And the challenge is disconnect but the only way to get them there is to connect with them in the first right. place. So we really need to use that digital platform that we're trying to get them away from uh, to connect with them That's and right. make them feel comfortable. And for a lot of our visitors, millennials in particular, mm -hmm. they want to show up and still be connected at first. So you can watch Netflix in your tent yeah. at the park. And, mm -hmm. and we talk about sure. that. We have, you know, Wi-Fi and campgrounds is a big thing. And I know some of the, the stuff you're building now is intentionally designed so that you can have, you can go out and explore and kayak and when you get back you can Do you hold your nose today. though at that, Paul? Do you hold your nose and say, yeah, we've got Wi-Fi and a campground, I, we'll do that. I embrace it wholeheartedly <laughs> because it's, it is, it's the experience. These guys want to come out and enjoy themselves during the day and then they'll go back to their camper or unit at night and they want to sit down and watch a movie with a friend. And it's, it's outdoors yeah. and even if you're watching a movie with a friend on your laptop, you shut it off and you're looking up at the stars. And <laughs> Paul, you, were, you really nailed the way the enjoyment of the outdoors has transitioned mm -hmm. over the last 20 years. You know, when I entered the outdoor industry, seeking out a, a remote trail with a lightweight backpack was sort of the thing to do. And as you mentioned about millennials, and, and today's world is more of a controlled experience mm -hmm. where uh, outdoors people are going into a state park or a national park and they're enjoying themselves in sort of the developed campground yeah. with the amenities. They're making a day trip down a trail or on a river or on a lake and coming back to the comfort of the mm -hmm. campground. Mm -hmm. 
to enjoy more of a social experience rather than a wilderness solitude experience. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the millennials. We, I went backpacking the Chattooga last week and we did, I went with a group of guys that did 100 miles. I bailed out at 50. They were way, <laughs> but uh, we got to the top of the mountain and we're enjoying the view and, and what does everybody do? And we're all 50 plus. Everybody whipped out their cell phones yeah, and sure, turned sure. off airplane mode to see if they had a signal to call somebody, <laughs> to text somebody, to do something. Mm -hmm. so. You know, I want to come to the policy piece. You know, so often we talk, uh, and, and it's got to be true in this industry, that outdoor recreation seems to encourage things like conservation and those things that would be good for the environment. The ex yeah, the excitement about policy, if I can interject. We're, and that's where I want to go. So, Tom, this idea that conservation ends up being uh, oppositional to many industries. Mm -hmm. um, would you be afraid that the, the, the more, as the outdoor recreation, the advent of outdoor recreation really becomes more and more obvious, would conservation continue to be a partner or would there be some type of, want you to expand but don't want that many people on a campground? It's, of, it's an essential mm -hmm. partner, conservation, because one of, the, one of the exciting things about the time we're in with, uh, with government entities recognizing the importance of this sector economically from a jobs and a business output standpoint is that it's truly one of the rare opportunities for bipartisan unity in our country and mm -hmm. our states right mm -hmm. now. So the creation of the various state outdoor industry offices was relatively easy. It was well supported. It's really easy to get behind that kind of success and that sort of future thinking about our resources. So as we said before, you know, the, our natural resources are essential for the health of our business. And so business is behind the support of them, uh, and natural resources certainly welcome businesses' mm -hmm. support. So it, it really is one of these unique opportunities where everybody is happy. Do, do you get the sense, though, and I promise I'm going to give you two to answer this. Matter of fact, I'd like you to answer this. Do you get the sense that it's, there's a lot of sympathy among uh, lawmakers and politicians because you're not holding your hand out and need public assistance for, to develop this, that it's already going on its own? Um, I'm not sure that there, uh, there's any disappointment on lawmakers in that aspect. I think yeah. that, uh, you're right, I think they, they do embrace it more, more heartily because of the fact that, and you had posed this question to Todd, you know, does, do we continue this juggernaut of business success with or without public policy? Mm -hmm. And candidly, we kind of continue it without. It's, yeah. it's happening. Yes. And so uh, thoughtful, um, you know, public leadership is embracing that and getting on board and joining forces with us to make the best of it. So, so go ahead. I was, I was gonna add to that. I think one of the, to me, one of the most attractive pieces of the conservation agenda is the opportunity for the public and private partnerships that are happening. Mm -hmm. When you look at the work of the Nature Conservancy. You mean Conservancy, organically, just ha naturally yeah, the, unfolding? And, and, and combination activities between local entities and nonprofit organizations or individual philanthropists. There have been hundreds of thousands of acres in Western North Carolina recently that have been put in permanent conservation easements because of a North Carolina-based philanthropist who has a who has a, who has a conservation mindset. Is that person named? Uh, that person's named in the in the local media. It's actually the um, the gentleman that's the CEO of the company, the the gaming company in Raleigh that does Fortnite. Um, he has a very strong interest right. in in conservation. There were. There were news articles written this winter about large chunks of land that he's been conserving. And I, th I'm, I am heartened when I see it in the high country as well of local charitable organizations that are working with 
um, public lands and, and private donors that are putting together the opportunity to conserve vast areas of wilderness to keep it from being developed so that it's available to the general public. So you all have you all have clearly the best intention around the development of the business and to make sure that it remains not just pristine but also for the best of, of all people involved. Uh, Lee, I look at you and you have you have put a stake in the ground to say this is a outdoor management program that we have at Lee's McRae in our B school. That's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Todd, you have, and I promise this is not going to the way it sounds, but you've commercialized this to some degree as well. How can you make sure that it doesn't go, that it doesn't become so commercialized that you lose the heart and the soul of the outdoor recreation industry that you're in? I think it's the passionate users. You know, they're, we, we're designing products that they're asking for and we're servicing them. It goes back to that service. It's not about make it and they will come. It's like, what do your users need in order to explore and, mm -hmm. um, you know, enjoy what they do? Do your contemporaries like Eno up yes. in Asheville and Hendersonville, uh, do they, uh, does the core of the people around that, that, that commercialized part of the industry feel the same way? I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, this is... And, I'm sorry, Sylvan <laughs> Sports, right? Tom? Well, I'm excited to add to what you're saying. Um, in the effort to create this office for the state of North Carolina, which we thought as business people and conservationists is the right thing to do, uh, I'm honored to be the chairperson of North Carolina's Outdoor Recreation Coalition, which is a unique group of industry, uh, conservation organizations and nonprofits and individuals. And it's really the most powerful, most meaningful time that I've ever seen a true cooperation among these varying groups. It's not just talk, it's actual action. And it's, and it's incredibly gratifying. So I think we are at this point where both sides have recognized the importance of the other to the future mm -hmm. of our outdoor mm -hmm. resources. And we're really truly working together. I'd like to add one thing. I think if you look at the population growth that both of our states mm -hmm. have seen and the industry growth. Just the natural population yeah, in we've migration. seen so many um, northerners migrating to this area for not only the uh, industrial climate, but also the the physical climate around us. It's a beautiful, you know, warm, warm weather, and this this allows people to get out, you know, every month of the year and and mm -hmm. do things and, and experience that. So you marry that with, you know, all the things that we're talking about. You 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 basically have create ignited this this opportunity. So go ahead. Let's go to your earlier question about Lee's McCray as an institution put a, putting a flag in the ground and saying this is who we are for many of us, not just Lee's McCray, but a lot of us in the private higher education world, our focus on conservation, our focus on outdoor recreation is key to some of our institutional missions. The motto at Lee's McCray coined in 1900 is in the mountains of the mountains for the mountains. Mm. It's, I think it's the best motto yeah. in American higher education. and. Those of us that are mission-driven really make sure that our academic programs, our co-curricular programs, our interaction with local communities reflect that mission. And beyond just our outdoor recreation management program, it's reflected in our, our wildlife rehabilitation program and, and the way that we interact with the, with the high country. You know, I wonder, as I think about this, and Paul, since you're an agency, you're part of an agency in South Carolina, formalized, you know, as you look around and as the industry continues to grow and expand, as, as you've all described it, all of a sudden, kind of overnight over the last 20 years, you have leverage in things like transportation planning. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, DOT, 
people will start to listen to what what was the outdoor recreation group say and you can bring to bear some of that have you found that you have that newfound leverage and power oh absolutely we find ourselves in a lot uh, questioned a lot more about the visitation the numbers uh the infrastructure needs mm. um we find that as the as we talked about before parks state parks county parks national parks with the infrastructure for the outdoor industry and we have found that just like any planning division uh, we planned our infrastructure for population and use in the 1970s so as more people are visiting our parks our infrastructure need nationally locally is growing not only inside the park but externally to service mm -hmm. people coming to the park from highways that need to be uh, built widened stop signs stop lights that kind of stuff but also towns having to deal with the uh, wastewater water treatment and that kind of stuff to service the visitors that are coming to these mm -hmm. parks that haven't been there before yeah and, and you know it's a really uh, fantastic natural extension of that is economic development mm -hmm. in general so not companies that are solely related to the outdoors but the broad uh, yeah. economic development in general really cares about outdoor infrastructure so for example take the largest companies you can think of that you may want to recruit or the state our states may be trying to recruit uh, one of their biggest areas of interest when seeking out a new location is what kind of outdoor right. amenities mm -hmm. do I have right. for great. quality and that, of life? That's becoming more and more. Uh, uh, sure issues. is. Yeah. yeah. The Boeing, uh, all the places that came to South Carolina, they wanted to know what what was available for their employees nearby for them to get out and enjoy. And, the and that's why we're in Brevard because mm -hmm. it's such a great location to attract talent. To, yeah. to my kind of business. Uh, gentlemen, we're out of time, but for the benefit of the whole region, thank you for your efforts. This is uh, very exciting to have peeled back this layer. Uh, good to see you. Thanks for traveling. Tom, thanks That's for the suggestion. You. Todd, Dr. Dr. King, Lee, thank you. You're welcome. Thank um, you for having us. Thank you for watching our program. Uh, until next week, I'm Chris Woody, and we hope your weekend is good. Get out. Enjoy it. Good night. <laughs> Major funding for Carolina Business Review provided by Martin Marietta. Colonial Life, The Duke Endowment, Bearings, Grant Thornton, Sonoco, Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Promotional consideration provided by Business North Carolina Magazine. For more information, visit carolinabusinessreview.org.